the Michigan GT is coming at you. Greetings, gamers. Welcome to episode three of the Michigan GT podcast. With you tonight is me, Jeff. And I'm Rick. Welcome, everyone. Here we are, episode three. Episode three, and this is, so this one's going to release a week before? A week before, yeah. Yeah, so we got some really important stuff to talk about on this one, really, because we're talking about registration. Right. Uh, And you have some information for... The hours. Absolutely, yeah. The schedule of the actual GT itself. Yeah, yeah we're going to be going over that for sure. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting right down to the nitty-gritty, Rick. And then we're packed full of interviews on this one, too. Yeah, yeah. Excellent interviews, actually. We got a, a couple of them here who they really tore Super it up. Super excited. Very excited. <laughs> great information. Uh, this is going to be a really, really great event. I really, truly believe this is going to be the biggest and the baddest Michigan GT we've had yet. Yeah, and and I'm super excited to be a part of it, both here on the podcast with you, but right. also at the Lansing yeah, Center. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just really is. Um, yeah. In in some ways, I am sad that I'm I'm going to be locked down running my own event sure. for for a few days because I'm going to be missing out on some things. I know for a fact. I yeah. got the what the FOMO is that what they call it? You know, fear of missing out. You know. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be a lot going on and and a lot of exciting things to see. A lot of beautiful armies. Uh, Beautiful tables. Beautiful tables. You know, people are putting a ton of work into their things. I'm seeing pictures online. Oh yeah. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a sight to behold. You know, even if even if you're in the area within an hour or so, uh, swing in and check it out. If you're not playing, swing in and check it out. It costs you nothing. You know, you get to walk in the door. See some amazing. Right. It's it's almost like a a free museum. Almost. Yeah. That's a. I I mean, your fantasy world. Yeah. High science fiction. Some. A little bit of West, a little, a little bit of this. A little steampunk, you know, <laughs> all over the place. But, yeah, it's it's a real opportunity for hobbyists to see what's going on. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm super excited. So let's talk a little bit about what's going to be going on at, you know, the convention center for the week. So yeah. um, a couple key things. If you're coming on Friday, uh, there is not free parking in downtown Lansing no. until after 5 o'clock. Yep. So if you're playing in an afternoon event, you're going to probably want to give yourself a little bit of extra time, find a parking ramp. It'll cost you a few bucks. Um, yeah, but it's worth it because there's a couple of them right down there, right, right. around the within Lansing a Center. within a couple blocks. Yeah. Uh, you, if you're coming with a couple friends, which hopefully you are, you can probably pull up right out to the front curb, uh, unload your stuff that you need for the day, and then go park the car. And if you're lucky enough to get into the parking garage right next to the hotel, right, you're able to use the walk across if you end up yes. having to carry all your stuff. Well, and if you're staying at that hotel, you're oh yeah, you're, you're, you're in like Flynn, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's a key thing with parking. So, like I said, uh, no free parking on Friday, uh, though through the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, there yep. is no metered parking in downtown Lansing. So you could, you know, if you show up early enough, you can pull up right in front. Of the convention yeah. center and just have a, a front row seat parking. Yeah, there's actually, what, like 30-some spots on both sides if you go from where you turn off of the ba- from the baseball field down. Right. Yeah, I think that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, there's right around Somewhere there. around 25, right. 30 and, spots. Yeah, there's a lot of parking available, street parking available downtown within a block or two of the event. And the center itself does have parking on the one side. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, not a ton, but a little bit for sure. Uh, so... 
the event itself is you know, obviously in the Lansing Center. We're yeah. in uh, one of the large exhibition halls. We're in actually Hall C, okay. which will be the furthest hall from the door as you so walk in. you go in and go left. Uh, right? you actually, you go in and go pretty much straight down the center. Oh, yeah, it's straight down. Yeah. Sometimes I get confused right. when no, you, the way yeah, you walk into that place. To the left will be like the small banquet, yeah. small banquet ballrooms. Yep. We're in the exhibition center, so it'll be down straight down the, the, hall. the big hallway down the middle. Go all the way to the end. We'll be on the right-hand side. On the left-hand side will be the concession stand. Awesome. Uh, you can't miss us. There'll be plenty of signage. Uh, we're going to be having the venue open from um, 11 a.m. on Friday to midnight. And then on Saturday from 7 a.m. till midnight. And then Sunday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. So that so that up until midnight. So right. a lot of these events are going to be kind of ending Throughout the day. So you right. think there's going to be room for, for some free play? Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I know like 40K and Sigmar should both be wrapping up uh, like 7 p.m. at the very latest on uh, Saturday. So there's some great time oh, yeah. to check out the tables. Right. Maybe check out the vendors because we got quite a few vendors, actually. Yeah, we do have quite a few vendors. Um, yeah, I think we have seven. I want to say seven total on site. Um Gosh, I gotta try to roll this off the top of my head. <laughs> if I missed you out there, I'm sorry. Um, well, we know we got Mantic on we, site. We do have yeah, Mantic, Mantic on site. Mantic is for sure. Uh, we have AFK Games uh, from the Lansing area. They're going to be one of our you know game store type yep. type vendors. Uh, we also have Acropolis Games. They're from Adrian. Also, same kind of thing. Typical game store. Have your hobby supplies, your dice, your 40K models, probably used models. Yeah. You know, definitely. they'll have all that stuff. Uh, and then we have the Griffin's Rest games. Um, yep. They are out Griffin of Rest. Muskegon? Is it Muskegon? They're over by the the lake. Yeah, they're on the <laughs> west side. I think Muskegon. Yeah. Um, and what they're going to be selling is, um, is the uh, MDF cut terrain. Yeah. So they're going to have a lot of custom terrain. Uh, if you're interested in that type of thing, uh, they have some... Very nice designs I've seen online. I haven't seen it in person yet, but I liked the pictures. And I think uh, if you're looking to add some terrain to your tables at home, they're going to have what you're looking for. Awesome. Uh, also, one of the ones that I'm most excited about is Michigan Toy Soldiers coming up. Oh, I can't believe when you posted that. I'm like, ooh, right? Ooh, yeah, they got some stuff. If they got some amazing, right? And so they are uh, strictly limiting uh, their items to hobby supplies. Yeah. So they're going to have loads of paints, uh, your tufts, uh, glues, you know, you name it as far as actually uh, decorating your model. They'll, they'll have those types of things. So uh, super, they, super pumped for them. I hope they bring up some of their cover sh- color shift paints. Oh, the color shift stuff is really neat. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then after that, gosh darn it, I knew I was going to forget somebody. And <laughs> I, I know I am forgetting somebody. So if it's you, I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, but I think we do have one or two, oh, Warlord Games. Warlord Games is going to have a booth. Um, oh, and then the last one I just remembered is Gaddis Games. Gaddis Games. Yeah, Gaddis Games. Uh, Lee Gaddis is a uh, old, longtime wargamer out of the Detroit area. Okay. He has um, his, his signature product is the Table Topper. And so what what it is, it's like a, it's a high-density foam game board basically huh. that just sits on top of like a kitchen table, but it's, it's firm enough and stiff enough where it can overhang and still, you know, uh, give you a solid gaming surface to play on. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's a nice product. Right yeah. He also has uh, some historical figures and stuff like that as well. Oh, cool. 
Uh, but yeah, the table topper is kind of like his, that's his jam. His stick. Yeah. So yeah, so you know we should have plenty for you to look at uh, as far as vendors are concerned. Again, like I said, if you're not coming to the GT to play and you just want to come and check out stuff, it's totally free to come in. Uh, please come and and you know solicit our our sponsors because that's yeah, what they're definitely. there for. You know, give them some some shekels and and make them happy that they they you know they came up to support <laughs> us. Yeah. So so if I'm somebody that I'm not a gamer, right? And I came up and I'm checking out the Lansing Center because right. I'm in the area. And I come in there. Am I able to buy the raffle tickets? Yeah, yeah. Anyone can buy the raffle so, tickets. I mean, you, yeah, you got to be because there is some. You probably want to be present to win. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, fair enough. But but um, there's some GT swag that will be available as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we'll have uh, t-shirts available as um, you'll probably hear a little bit later in the episode too. Uh, so. The vast majority of the T-shirts that we're having done are pre-sold. Yeah, um, you know, because you don't want to be sitting on a ton of last year's T-shirts. Sure. You know, coming coming up for <laughs> yeah, next definitely. year. Yeah, definitely. But I think I ordered about thirty extra. Okay. So you know, if if you so didn't that opportunity. if you didn't pre-order, you know, make sure you get you up might. right away and and get because you know we only all have, the mere, all the more reason to get there early, right? <laughs> and you know, if you're a weird size, you're probably out of luck anyway because I went for common <laughs> sizes. Yep. You know, so almost all the shirts I ordered were either XL or two XL. Uh, a couple on the sizes outside of that, but yeah. the, the vast majority are in those sizes. Sure. Uh, just because had to go with what the average gamer wears, right? Because yep. we're. You know, again, try not to send on a bunch of shirts after the event. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. We'll also have custom dice for sale. Um, awesome. You can pick those up, and then um, various other couple various other little things as well. So there, so there's a little bit of swag. There's some vendor. There is. So unfortunately, with this event, outside food's not allowed in. Correct. But there is uh, a concession a stand. concession stand. Right. What are the hours for the concession stand? Do you know? Oh, again, um, <laughs> we had to. Commit to X number of dollars of sales sure. per hour that it's open, so it's not it's not going to be open the hour the entire hours that the GT's open. Okay, so we're basically opening it around eleven ish every day. Okay, so it's not open for breakfast; it'll just be open sure. for basically lunch, to, lunch. To, to late lunch. Okay, because uh, we figure people are going to want to pack out and go to dinner with their buddies and oh, stuff yeah. anyway. They're not going to want to eat the the con food for dinner. And there's some pretty good places to eat in downtown Lansing. Yeah, de- for that yeah quick. there's some de- there's some decent options, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and especially if you're willing to get into the car and, and drive a minute. Oh, there's a ton of options. That there's a ton of options. Right. Uh, as far as walking distance, uh, there's you the- got like Jersey Giants, you got Domino's Pizza, you have, or you can go to like the Nut House. The, the Nut House is right literally option. right across the right. street. Right. Uh, and around the corner is the yep. Lansing Brewing Company. Oh So yeah. they have some really nice nice craft beers, and they have a really nice menu. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's a little more expensive than a Jersey Giant or a Domino's, but sure. But, but you're out you the have that's both what, sides yeah, of that. That's what you're going to go out for a, a decent dinner. Saturday yeah, night. definitely. Um, so yeah, so there are some places around within easy walking distance that yep. you're going to be satisfied with. Uh, you might, you know, walk a little funny on the way back, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's all about, right? Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, and we're going to keep the hall open to midnight on both Friday and Saturday night. Uh, so if you want to do pickup games or if you want to just hang out and chit-chat, great. Uh, we're going to be having a cash bar available, too, on both awesome. Friday and Saturday. Uh, that should be opening at 11 a.m. both days and running to around 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. Uh, I think 9 p.m. 
on Friday because the, the 40K team event and yeah. the Sigmar team events are going to probably go to about 10. Um, and then on Sunday, the bar is going to, I think, going to shut down at 7 because most of our big Saturday, games yeah. are Saturday. I'm sorry. Because the big games will be wrapping up around yeah. 7. So we didn't see a lot of purpose in having the bartender sitting around while everyone's leaving. Yeah, definitely. She's watching all her, her money go out, <laughs> out out the door. Um, I was really pushing hard to get table service this year, uh, but with COVID, they're just so short-staffed, it's unfortunately yeah. not going to happen. Um, I still have one last Hail Mary attempt I'm going to try <laughs> to pull off. Not sure, no promises, uh, but... If I can talk her into it. Um, Roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be worth her while. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know if the Lansing Center would bark at a non-employee, you know, running running, running drinks. Yep. But she's of age. so That's what matters. Right. So, you know, if someone yeah. sends her up to buy alcohol Grab, from them, yeah. I don't see. I don't know. We'll see. It's very gray, but <laughs> whatever. What they don't know won't kill them, right? It's just a and, table. And goblin. honestly, the lady pouring the drinks probably doesn't give a rip. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it should go pretty smooth. Um, oh, another very important thing that I want to throw out there to all of you is that we really need volunteers to set up and to tear down. Yeah. So one of the things that we're willing to do to show our appreciation, because you know we are in, by in no means made of money and can't afford to pay anybody for this, um, Wait, that, I'm not getting paid for this? Oh, crap. You're just now telling me this? <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the Jeff Only Show from here forward. Uh, Rick's leaving I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, what we're going to do uh, is we're going to have a sign-in sheet if you come in and help us out. So you put your name on the sign-in sheet. You put your email on the sign-in sheet. And then if you give us three hours between, um, between setup and teardown, what we're going to do for you next year is that we're going to open up the store to our volunteers before we open it to the public. Awesome. That's so, actually, that's really cool. Yeah. So they'll get, they'll, they'll have a window, I don't know, probably a couple of days, maybe a week where they can, uh, they can get logged in early, get in their events early and guarantee they get to be in the events that they want to be in. Cool. Because, as we get you know bigger and bigger and more and more popular, those spots are going to go faster and faster, faster, and, faster. and make it I even mean, harder and harder to get into our events. Yeah. So this is a way you know you give us a little bit and you know we'll give back a little bit and and do what we can to help you out. Because uh, we would like I said we really appreciate any help we can get. Uh, we're going to be there at seven a.m. on Friday morning to set up. Ooh. So anytime you guys want to come in between seven and I mean we should be done setting up by eleven or twelve at the very latest. No, um, we will be done. Well, <laughs> hey, from some a, of it, a couple of the events will definitely be done for sure because they they're firing off at that time. Yeah. But there, there might be some outlying things that still need to be done at that. Oh point. yeah, definitely. So yeah, we'll take the help. Please, you know, come and help. And again, Sunday, uh, almost all of the events are supposed to be done by five. Yep. And so at that point, we'll just need help packing everything up and getting it loaded into the truck, and then we're out of there. So yeah, uh, we've consistently been able to get packed up and done by you know seven eight o'clock, and I don't see why this is going to be any different no. this year. Uh, so yeah, like I said, we'll take the help. Uh, basically, uh, just go up to the registration table and tell them that you're you're hey, here, here to volunteer to help. to help, 
and we'll take down your information so that we make sure you're on the list. Yeah. And then uh, just look for someone in a yellow shirt and ask, what can you do to help out? And we'll, we'll put you to work. I, you know, they, that's one of my favorite things about these kind of events and big tournaments and whatnot is even the players all get involved with helping. Right. It, it makes it a huge part of it. Oh, it's a community, right? Yeah. You know, it really is. And it, yeah, it's just, like I said, anything you can do to chip in, it just helps. It, it just really does. Cause this is, you know, this is so much work. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have no idea. But, um, yeah, so please, you know, as Rick mentioned earlier, please remember there's no outside food or beverages allowed in the Lansing Center. That being said, if you want to bring in a bottle of water or something like that, do so. You know, they can't, they can't, they can't stop you from being hydrated. So, you know, yep. feel free to bring in bottled water. That's fine. But any kind of soda, any kind of alcohol, you know, it's not allowed. So, you know, please leave that up in your hotel room or in your car, um, you know, and, and you know, actually you know buy yourself from the lansing center itself because yeah. you know we've all committed to to making sure that, that they make a couple bucks off of this too with that being said i think we're going to bring in uh one of our registration ladies uh, michelle hardy she's going to be joining us for a few minutes and she's going to kind of talk about what, what you, you guys need, need to do to yeah. get registered so hang on and we'll be right back with michelle all right, welcome back, everyone. It's time to talk about a little registration for the GT coming up. And joining us tonight to talk about that topic is Michelle Hardy. Hey, Michelle, how you doing? Hey, great. How are you doing? Oh, doing awesome. Thanks for taking some time out tonight to uh, break this down for our listeners. Especially considering we yeah. have two weeks. Yeah, we're getting right down there. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, what do you have to share with us about registration, Michelle? Uh, what are you looking for people to do as they walk up to the GT? Oh, sure, guys. So just so everybody knows, we're going to be down in big room C, which is going to be the furthest room, which is all the way down by the window overlooking the river. So when you come into the hall, you're going to walk all the way down to the end. You'll see us there. There's a big glass window, and the registration table is going to be to your right. That's where you're going to want to check in. Um, There's going to be a registration table set up right there. Um, We're going to have signage right outside the door. If you're prepaid, that's where you're going to walk up. That's where you're going to want to get your badge as well as your T-shirt or any dice if you've prepaid for them. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that should be really easy for people to you know get their stuff before they head on in. That, that'll be nice and broken up for people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, try to make it nice and easy and accessible for everybody, you know? Right. Absolutely. So when I come in with my registration, what should I have out and ready for you to get the registration quick and easy? So your best thing is probably going to be, I would say, uh, your photo ID and any confirmation on your phone that you have as far as you purchased your badges, um, just so we can take a look real quick, confirm, and then I can pull everything and get it to you as soon as possible. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, one of the other things that's really great about being in Hall C right there is that the concession stand is right across the hall. Oh, well, isn't that going to be good? Right. So it's not a huge walk to, you know, go get a Coke or, or water or whatever you need to, to stay uh, refreshed. So, yeah, and it's pretty great. I mean, their food's pretty pretty good, too. I have other events there as well, and everybody seems to love their food. Well, and they're very reasonably priced, well, too, both, which is great. Both of those things are good to hear. Uh, nothing's yeah. worse than going to a convention center and getting gouged, right? Uh, $10 for a hot dog or something Exa- like that. Exactly. No, they're, right. they're very reasonable. Okay. Yeah, they're really great. Good. Good to hear someone who actually has experience. I think I've eaten in that concession stand a couple times, but I couldn't for the life of me tell you what I paid for anything. 
Yeah, I think last time I was there, it was like five bucks for like a pretzel and a Coke or something. It oh. wasn't big. It was not. Oh, expensive that's not at bad all. at all. No, that's not bad. Yeah. Okay, Michelle. So let's say I'm coming up and I and I didn't buy my ticket ahead of time, you know, and say I wanted to drop in and just show up and try to get in an event. What uh, what is going to be my process for that? Yeah, so if you just want to stop at the table and you can just ask and just say, hey, I didn't buy my badge, where do I go? What we'll do is we'll direct you inside. There's actually going to be a table that's kind of like the command center that's set up inside the hall. We'll direct you there, and they can process any payment for any event badges or anything that you may want to pick up. Great. And uh, are you going to have anything for sale inside at that command center as well, or does everything have to be prepaid? Um, we're actually going to have swag available there, so there's going to be t-shirts, uh, t-shirts rather of varying sizes. They're going to start at twenty bucks and go up from there, and then we'll also have dice for sale. Um, they're going to be ten bucks for a set of ten, and then you know we might have some additional like acrylic gaming tokens and tools available if there's extra sets that are printed up that don't get used by the uh, TOs. But that's all going to be located right at that command center there in the middle of the hall. Oh, great! So yeah, that's actually a really good opportunity. You know, so say if you play you know, multiple game systems. So maybe I'm a 40K player, but I'm also a, come join a Kings of War player, <laughs> for example. And so I'm playing 40K at the GT, but they might have some Kings of War swag at the table. So maybe I can get some rulers or some tokens or stuff that could be used for other game systems that I play, but that I'm not getting with my badge. Exactly. Yep. And that's, um, I guess I are trying to make that kind of centralized and easy for you to access and you can take a look. You know, and maybe even in between games and things like that, if you decide you want to pick something up, it's a really easy in the hall. You can swing over and grab it rather than having to exit the hall and then come back in. Yeah, absolutely. That is very convenient to have it all right there for sure. So what about uh, payment types? Are are you going to do cash, card, Apple Pay, Google Play? Uh, I'll answer this one, Michelle, since (laughs) (laughs) you're not not doing this part. Sure. Um, Cash and card. That's it. Cash and card. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll be able to take uh, any kind of of credit card that PayPal accepts, so the, sure. four, the four major ones. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, cash. So, All right. Yep. And that's good to know because a lot of places, people are looking at their Apple right. Pay. Right. Oh, like, you could no. PayPal as well. We have, okay, we have a PayPal account. Right. So I guess there is a, a, another option. Potential. Right. And I was going to say, worst case scenario, I can confirm that there are vending machines and ATMs on site. Perfect. So if anybody really wanted to pull money out of their account, they can do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, Michelle. Uh, is there any little uh, other tidbits that you want to throw out at our listeners? Um, just come in and register. The earlier, the better. Um, that way we can get you out of the way, make sure that you've got everything that you need, and if there's any hiccups, we can get everything taken care of for you. We just want to make it as easy as possible and make sure that you can get in and enjoy your games as soon as you can. Oh, cool. Uh, well, so speaking of early as I can, how, how early, early can I go? <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Um, So registration is going to open Friday at 11 a.m. It'll open um, Saturday at 7 a.m., so bright and early, and then Sunday at 8 a.m. Awesome. Nice. Very cool. And so um, what we're going to do also for the the table outside where Michelle will probably be stationed on Friday and Saturday morning is that table outside is only going to be manned for probably the first two to three hours of registration, and then everything's going to be moved inside to the command center as – the mad rush is finished and people are actually playing games. Uh, so if you tend to show up, you know, like later on Friday, wanting to get registered for Saturday, you know, you're going to want to go inside and find that command center and then just get registered right there. 
Yeah, I was going to say, especially if you don't see somebody sitting at the table, that that's a good idea. Just head right on inside. Yep. You know, talk to the people at the command center. They should be able to either take care of you or get you to somebody who can. Yep, absolutely. And then there will also be some banners uh, sitting on the ground with the words registration on them so our, our uh, attendees can easily find where to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that should be easy. They're real tall banners. Um, they were visible the last couple of years. I think people had a really easy time finding everything they needed to. Absolutely. Well, cool, Michelle. Hey, thank you very much for calling in and, and getting our people going in the right direction. Oh, no problem. I look forward to seeing everybody in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Absolutely. See you soon, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too. Thanks. Golden Rhino Games is Ypsilanti's hot new gaming store. At GRG, you'll find a great hobby store carrying products ranging from tabletop miniatures, RPGs, board games, and a vast assortment of hobby supplies not commonly found in the U.S. At GRG, devotion to the community is our main priority. We provide an awesome place to gather and play games on our custom-built, full-size gaming tables that are wired for your electronic devices to charge while you play. You'll really immerse yourself into the tabletop experience with our wide selection of terrain and playmats. Want to learn more about the hobby? We regularly hold free learn-to-play clinics for a wide assortment of games. Need to take your painting to the next level? We offer classes for that too! So what are you waiting for? Become a Rhino and join the Golden Rhino Games community today. To learn more, go to goldenrhinogames.com. And we're back! In this segment, we're going to be joined by a very special guest, one Ian Patella of Golden Rhino Games down in Ypsilanti. Ian, how are we doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time out to uh, talk about not only your store, but what you're doing going to be doing at the GT this year. Well, I appreciate it. And yes, it is quite literally a timeout is what it feels like. Good Lord, has the day been long? Oh, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I got to say right off the bat real quick, though, congratulations on yeah. one year. Thank uh, you. We saw I your really post group. That. And thought that was awesome how you had that all set up. Yeah, that was um, that was four days of absolute madness. Um, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong did, um, but it, it was all still good in the end. I was able to put out the fires and kick some tires or whatever, and everybody had a ton of fun. I haven't had that much fun in literally three years. Oh, that's, that was that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Awesome. And you know, no one else knew that nothing went right, right? So, well, yeah. Which well, means... it wasn't until round two of the uh, the special hammer team tournament when the AC died next door. People started sweating. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. I had a whole extra store with a whole extra seven set of tables worth of terrain. All I just right. went and set up another tournament. Wow! <laughs> it works. Crisis oh, averted, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah, all things considered, went really well. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so mm-hmm. speaking of Golden Rhino Games' one-year anniversary, yeah. it's been a year, man. So it has been a year. <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you've built in this year. Tell us about Golden Rhino Games. Why do I want to come so, down there? Golden Rhino Games is is like my heart and soul in physical form, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, my joke is, is whenever I meet somebody new there and they ask me what is the store, I, I I don't know, I boil it down into if you can build it, paint it, and play with it, I'm probably going to carry it. We do everything for the tabletop hobby miniature. 
Like I'm talking obviously Warhammer and Age of Sigmar and all stuff like that. But of course we've got other things like drop fleet commander, drop zone commander. Uh, lately we've been getting into conquest. Last right. argument of Kings has been awesome. Yeah. Those models um, are really cool. I'm super attracted to uh, that game. I must admit <laughs> uh, that, let me tell you, it's dangerous. I am head over heels with it right now. It is try awesome. To, try to find reasons not to get into it, but I think I'm going to fail. <laughs> well, if, if you get a chance and you get to come out this way, please try it with us. We're having right. a lot of fun. But, uh, thanks for the invite. We do, yeah, we do Monster Apocalypse and Private Gear Press stuff. We've got tables to play on and D&D and RPGs and all kinds of stuff. Like, I really, the whole point and purpose of the store is to give a physical location for people to come in and enjoy these socially interactive hobbies socially. Um, it was super awkward trying to do that in the middle of the deep pandemic and the lockdown that it was of 2020. Um, but in a weird blessing in disguise, I guess, it gave me a little bit of time to really kind of hone in and focus on what I needed to and get some things done at home, right. uh, which was which was all things considered knock on wood, right? It was, it was good, but now it is, it is great. We've got seven, six foot tables. Um, we're doing some rearranging from time to time, but for the most part they're powered. So you can actually charge your phone, laptop, you know, tablet, whatever you need. That's handy. Um, and we go out of our way to make sure that we have gaming mats, terrain for just about every game you can think of. And then we disinfect and sanitize the entire store every single day. Awesome. So we really, we're really trying to go out of our way to make sure that everybody feels one safe and comfortable, but two welcome and invited in the store. And if you got a game and you want to play it and you want to teach me how, please, please bring it to me. I want to know about it because I want to share it with my friends too. Awesome. And that's what the store's about. Well, yeah. And, and you know, I really, I do commend you for, for really putting in the work to make people feel comfortable and safe. Um, (laughs) Not the easiest thing to do. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a wide variety of stances on the whole situation and, and they're allowed to have their opinions and totally cool. But, you know, as a business owner, you know, Mm -hmm. you're trying to make as many people comfortable as possible. And that's, that's awesome that you've done that. And that, and that is the case. I really appreciate that. I don't want to go out of the way and, and put anybody, you know, feel left out or not included or excluded. Right. Um, but at the same time, I want everybody to be safe as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> so as it stands, you know, as of this recording, so to speak, <laughs> um, we are recommending masks, especially in our area. Yeah. Um, our area has a little bit higher account, but it is just that. It is a recommendation. If you're vaccinated and you feel safe doing it, that's fine, but me and my staff, we're going to make sure that we have masks, sure. we wear them, and we will have those provided for you. That's a, that's a great policy. You know, let people mm-hmm. be uh, responsible for themselves, let right? Them be adults. That's correct. Right. <laughs> be an adult. Right, yeah, be an adult. Go. God, for, God <laughs> forbid. Welcome to my toy store. Please be an adult. Hey, <laughs> that's a sales slogan if I've ever heard one. Spe- speaking Please of toy stores, so what, what drew you to wanting to open uh, an adult playground, oh, Ian? Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's, uh, now well, I have weird thoughts. You can, you can use the adult, adult term lightly, you know, <laughs> quote-unquote adult. Right. No, um, you know, it's really funny. I actually had this similar question kind of pop up to me not that long ago, and somebody asked me, they're like, how did you settle on being a store owner or like a, a game store owner, right? Right. And you know what's funny is, is that I didn't. Um, when I was little, and I'm sure all of you have had this, you get asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sure. And I'm like, I don't know, a fireman? Because that's what I can get as a Halloween costume, right? <laughs> like, like, I didn't really know. But what I found that I was 
kind of found interesting is, is I remember being a kid and then even when I moved up here and I was going to local game stores because of course that's what I did. I love hobbies and card games and comic books and I pick it, right? right? And I remember going into a place and being like, this place is awesome. But if I ever do my own store, I'm going to do it this way. And it's, it's one of those things where if you say it enough times, eventually it just lands in your lap and you do it, I, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it came apart. I remember going to all these different events and all these different stores and, and all these different places and being like, this is super awesome, but I want to make sure that this doesn't happen or I want to make sure that we have this. Right. Um, you know, cause there's, I can't tell you how many times I've been to places where you go in the door you hear the doorbell chime and oh. 10 minutes can go by and they don't even oh, greet you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their head doesn't yep. pop up. Nothing. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> their head's buried in a computer screen or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, mm-hmm. I know you, we've been friends for a while, uh, but mm-hmm. I think many of our listeners obviously don't know you. And so yeah. your, mm-hmm. your background, you were general manager at the Ann Arbor games workshop store for what, two, three years. Yep. Uh, four, four years. <laughs> Almost okay. five. Almost five. Yeah. Okay. So, so you yeah. definitely had, experience running a store on someone else's dime. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, obviously you had to work your butt off or you, you didn't have to, but, but you did, you worked well, your butt off, I did. <laughs> you know, and you know, talking mm-hmm. to you, I know you performed very well for games workshop. You know, you were mm-hmm. one of their top stores in the whole country. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. through your performance there and seeing, you know, the success you had as their manager, did that give you confidence to go out on your own? You know, thinking that was, yeah, that was definitely the, the boot to the butt, so to speak. That's what got me kind of out the door and being like, I really need to stop doing what I'm doing and I need to just do it for myself because I should be. Yeah. Quit, um, quit making money for somebody else and start making money for me. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I will give you guys a very clean cut example. We did the store's three year anniversary uh, when I worked at the Warhammer Ann Arbor store and that was an awesome day. Um, I asked for some help to have my part-time or not part-time, I'm sorry, is an on-call employee. They would only work when I was sick or out of town. Um, and I said, Hey, I know it's going to be really, really busy. I got a couple events I'm going to be running, but I could really just use some help talking to people and ringing people up. That's all I need them to do. Can you give me my, my on-call for a couple hours? And you know, short and sweet, they basically came back and said, no, um, and I was like, okay, wow. well, I'm going to do the best I can, you know, but it's just me running a store. And I stood behind that counter for a solid eight hours. If I got a 30 minute lunch, it was in paper writing, not in real form. <laughs> oh, geez. And we did $16,000 in a single day. Holy crap. That was the entire month of April sales. But they weren't willing to shell out 50 bucks for you to have a part-time employee come by for five hours. You said that, not me. Um, I mean, that's and, so. I mean, so I'm a store manager, and right. I've been in retail for mm-hmm. a long time. Right. There's no way in hell. No, you don't mm-hmm. do that to people. No, not right. not not to <laughs> mention we won't. You know, you, you can go into great detail about how much more mm-hmm. could you have sold if you were actually mm-hmm. able to engage with your customers. Right. Yeah, I, I can firsthand that I had a lot of people walk in and just go, Oh God. And leave. Right. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. yeah like, and I get that. Like you can't, you can't win them all. And I'm no, perfectly fine with it. You know, but that was one of those days that was just kind of very eye opening. And I was right. like, I am never going to do this yeah, again by myself. Right. So if you were going to do that by yourself, what'd you have? Like you'd have two or three people working with you, this, you know, that was, 
that was kind of the idea. Right. Yeah, and, you and, know. and for my store's one year anniversary at Golden Rhino Games, that's what we did. We had we had at least two other people on. My wife came in and helped. We sure. had some volunteers even help post up, which was great. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. So you're building quite the community down there with your store then. I'm trying. Um, I, I really try to attack things from a very friendly approach. I would rather be your friend and tell you the adventures and fun things that we can do together than just try to sell you something. Right. Um, if, I, if I really wanted to make the money, I'll be perfectly honest, I could go sell cars. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. like I know the routine. I know what to do. I could totally do it. That's not what I want to do. Right. Um, I sell the models and the, and the kits and the games and things I do because those are the models, the kits, the games, the hobby products, you know, everything that I've used and plays with and I've had fun with. Right. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, as someone who's been to your store, I commend you, Ian, your place is always clean and neat and nice. <laughs> Um, thank you. <laughs> you have, your bathrooms are clean and we appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, it's, a big one. It's, yep. it's yep. well lit. I can see everything. You know, you have mm-hmm. a wide variety of products. Uh, you know, I'm a big hobby guy and yeah, and I won't give you the crown for hobby supplies mm-hmm. that, that uh, belongs no. to a little place up there in, uh, in Royal Oak. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a shoulder, man. Yeah. I love yeah. that. <laughs> they are, they are the king of hobby supplies, but you know, mm-hmm. you run a good second. And, uh, mm-hmm. you'll, but you have a lot better game products than they do. So, uh, right. you are definitely a more complete game store and I like coming down to your place. You always have something that I'm looking for and I always mm-hmm. walk away with, you know, more than I intend on spending. So win, that's, win that's, for you. Yeah, that's, that's my plan. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I do try to go above and beyond and find those unique little things that, you only see on, you know, social media or people talk about it and you never get to see it in person. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely try to carry all the fun little stuff. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to your success and thank you very much for sponsoring the Michigan GT. Uh, you will see yeah. some Golden Rhino uh, logos and signage mm-hmm. around the event, you know, because we, we are thankful of your sponsorship. And well, Cool. Thank you. <laughs> we added a new event to the GT this year, and that is the 40K Friendly event, and it's an event we decided to add because... Oh, really? I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an event we decided to add because not everyone is into competitive 40K play. Man, am I right there with you. I love Warhammer 40,000, <laughs> but if you're not super competitive, please come play with me. Yeah, <laughs> That's more my skill. Exactly, yeah. So, you know... Knowing you for a little while, Ian, you have a great energy and you're super positive about things. And when we added this event, you were the first name that popped into my head. So I reached out to see mm-hmm. if you were interested in running it. And I am very mm-hmm. thankful that you accepted. Yeah. <laughs> so in the second Absolutely. half of this little interview, tell <laughs> us about the 40K Friendly. Yeah. Okay. So again, I totally did not realize you have not run this before. Um, small background. I really only reason got into as much as I have is because of you guys, the Michigan GT. Um, one of my friends told me basically that if you like playing this, you should come play in this event. And I think I came play with you guys for the first time in either 2014 or 2015. And yeah, it, was, it, was blast. Be- it was before you became manager of, of the Ann Arbor oh, store yeah. for sure. Yep. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You're right. Yeah, so, yeah I, I really remember you having your sisters of battle there. That's right. Yep. Nice. And, and I got my butt kicked, and I had so much fun doing it in the process. 
And so when you reached out to me and said, Hey, would you run the 40 K friendly? I was like, yes, yes, please. That sounds like so much fun. Right. So I've, I've hosted a lot of different tournaments and events in the past. And I love Warhammer 40,000. Warhammer 40 K is my absolute heart and soul. That is what really keeps me running. I love the lore. I love all the models. But the competitive nature of the game is very swingy. In some editions, it's brutal. In some editions, it's just really wonky. Right. And in this edition, it's a nice kind of medium tone. I really like it. But right. I really like being able to kind of put a twist on things and have fun with my friends. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, I am really looking forward to run this event. Yeah, so <laughs> got- this is actually kind of a cool event because this is our, well, I guess it's not the first time, but... Mm-hmm. You know, this is a multi-day event that's not yeah. a tournament. Mm-hmm. So, what so do, wait, this isn't a tournament? It's not a tournament. So, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, what I like to do when I coin this, well, actually, a friend of mine coins my tournament this way, and I can't agree more, is it's an un-tournament. An okay? un-tournament, okay. It's, it's, like, it's like the undead. They're not living, but they're not dead, right? <laughs> right yeah. Where it's the, it's the un-tournament. Sure. And the reason I, I say this is because it still has that tournament feel. You've got the five rounds over two days. You're going to be playing, and I'm, I'm going old school with this one, 1850 classic on the six-by-four-foot tables, right? Um, so it still has that tournament feel to it. But then I take just about everything else, and I dump it out of the bucket, and I say, have fun playing the sand. Um, okay. <laughs> um. So for this one, we are going a little bit old school on it. Back to when I got into the edition, which was 1850, was like the, the points limit he played right. at. Forever. So wait, Forever oh, so 1850 was the points. 1850. So yeah. how long have you been playing 40K? Um, I actually started in the hobby in 2004, um, right. which would have been He's around the puppy. time. No, I'm a I puppy. Am, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, that would have been around the time when uh, Games Workshop was still running their, I think they called them Grand Tournament. They were. They were that, yeah, that's why, that's where the name came from. That's, yeah, I, I don't know the full history on it because yep. I don't know all of it. But I know along the lines of that you had like a 1,500-point army, and then you had a sidebar, and at the very end of it, the last mission, you played with everything all at once, and it added up to 1,850 points. Yep. And huh. that's why that number stuck around for a while. Yes. So I thought that was really cool. And so when this whole edition shifted over to 2,000 points, it was cool, nice, even, like, you know, smooth out. But I was like, man, you know, I just, I love the old days, right? I kick back and I think, I'm like, that was a lot of fun playing 1,850 on your 6 by 4 tables. Like, that just really made me feel like the game. That's what I, I grew up with. That's what I got into. That's what I competed at the Michigan DT with. Right. And that's what I wanted to throw. Right. It's a throwback so that, event. That's right. So that's what we're going to do. And so, so do you have uh, like, a, using, like a story theme or anything like that going? Um, so kind of. Okay. <laughs> An un-theme? Um, so yeah. So I didn't want to throw in too much narrative into it. Cause that can kind of sometimes bog down some of the players that don't like to get into the narrative feel into it. Fair. This is more about the players coming together and play and the like camaraderie of it. Right. Okay. Um, so we are going to be using the incursion missions and we are building our list to the incursion level currently out of the chapter for 2021. Okay. And so what that means is, is it's a little bit wonky, but effectively the reason I, I selected that rather than just going to the full, full size 2000 point game and just scaling it down to 1850 was this way. It adds a couple of restrictions that I don't have to go out of my way to say. Okay. And that is, is that you can only play with two detachments because you're only using the incursion. And then of those two detachments, you can only duplicate units. Well, twice. 
Uh, I think with the exclusion of your your basic troop choices. Okay, so outside of troops, they can only be duplicated once. You said. Uh, it can be duplicated twice. Twice. That's it. Okay. Yes, you can. You can, yes, you can run two of those units rather than three, or or potentially more. Oh um, no, no. Just, okay, so you can only duplicate it once. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. I can only have two land raiders. I can't have three. Correct. All right. right. Gotcha. And if, if somebody brings a land raider, they get a gold star. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea was that we're playing with the the build format for a thousand points, but we're just going to scale it up and add a bunch of extra points. Okay. Extra eight hundred and fifty points. Very um, cool. But the theme for this is is like the diversity and the creative element behind it. Um, so what I mean by that is rather than doing your traditional wins, loss, draws, plus your battle score to find your next round, I'm actually doing this really old school. We're doing a round Robin style. Oh, so the idea, <laughs> stay with me, boys. Uh, <laughs> the idea is that the tables would be lined up in a way that you will be either a, what I'm going to call a positive or a negative. Okay. And you're just going to move in one direction. So you know all five tables you're going to play on from starting at table one. Yep. Because you're going to just move to the next table. The other group is going to move the opposite way. You always shift. You always play on a new table. You always play against a new opponent. And you're always on the same side. And you're always on the same side. Right. Makes it super easy. Yeah, that that is super convenient. Yes. And and the idea, I did, I tested this out actually as a small kind of a tournament event over at my store and it worked out awesome. Yeah, it would absolutely Uh, work. I've done things like that, you know, been in in a a couple of events that they've done that and it's super simple. mm Mm-hmm. Well, I turned around at one of them and I was like, all right, let me tell you what guys, the, you know, the mission is. And I look at everybody's already ready pulling out their armies. I'm like, oh, okay, let me catch up to you. Right. <laughs> so like, that, was, that was super nice. Are you auditing lists or anything like that to make sure that people are staying friendly? Yeah, to a degree. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'm not asking for lists in advance. Okay. We are all adults in this. So people can honor, turn in their the list. honor system. Yeah, the honor system is there. They're going to turn them into me day up. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick scan to make sure that the units and models that you have are what you say you have. Sure. And if I see anything that is a little bit over the top, like that can be considered extremely competitive, mm-hmm. I will ask them very politely if maybe they have a different list and if they have some other models. Okay. Just something that fits a little bit more along the theme. Now, mind you, the last couple of times I've run what I call the friendly events, wherever most of the people that show up to it, I've never had a problem with. Right. Um, they're there to roll dice and have fun and play with the units that they don't usually get to play with very often. And play with each other, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too worried about it, but okay. yeah, I will go through and, and handpick each list and make sure it's only 24 people max. Um, I think we're sitting at 22 right now. Yeah, so there's you, only two that, spots even left. That is true. You're, you're at 22, two spots left. Mm-hmm. So if this yeah. if this event if you're a 40k guy you're not getting into the singles event at this point so <laughs> right if if you're yeah. if you're still interested in throwing some dice or maybe you're on that 40k wait list and mm-hmm. you don't you're not you're not going to get into the main event so mm-hmm. still looking friendly. to throw some dice come play some friendly right it's still two right. days it's still a ton of 40k and mm-hmm. you're gonna laugh and have a good time so yeah so a friendly tournament so you're gonna have some sweat no right? it's an untournament. Untournament, yeah. sorry, a friendly <laughs> yeah. untournament swag. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's gonna be yes. swag. Oh yes, absolutely. So um, for the swag part of it, um, I actually talked to Bill Kim about it. He's getting 
some really cool combat gauges. Basically, they're big, long, nine-inch gauges, plus they have the threes and the twos on them. And they were getting those made for the, the championships. And I was like, those are super sweet. They're super, super handy to have. I don't want to make sure that nobody feels like they missed out on those. So we're actually just going to kind of copy and paste and move them over to us. Oh, hey, right on, um, yeah. Yeah, plus we got uh, potentially some little extra stuff, but we'll, we'll see how that goes if you guys let it fly. Oh. Uh, the Golden Rhino games will be bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if you want to give it to your guys, it'll be okay. Right. Just as long so as whatever got, you give to your players makes its way over to my TO table as well. Uh, you got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Then you're in. You're in. I need to come bug your table. Bribes. Bribes yeah. work. Yeah. Bribes work very well. Um, I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> no, we, yeah, we, we got some pretty cool stuff for that. I like to make sure that everybody gets a fun little goodie bag. Um, just a couple of things, you know, that are, that are handy, uh, anything from like what dice to combat gauges. I've got kind of cool stickers and pins and stuff that are getting made and whatnot. Oh, um, but cool for the most part, the important thing is, I, and I'll be serious, is that nine inch combat gauge. I can't tell you how many times I use that in a game. Right. There's so many instances where you've got a unit that's showing up more than nine inches away. You can just drop it down. Um, it's got the three and the two inch on it. So if you are, I'm going to set up three inches away or I'm going to pile in three inches, mm-hmm. you've nice. got a very quick and easy tool for it. And it's great in right. Sigmar too. Yep. <laughs> and, it, so, and it's also one inch on the very end as well. So right. It's, oh, wow. that's one, right. Yeah. One, two, three, nine. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And, you know, in, in 40K as well as Sigmar, all four of those measurements are super common. Okay. So yep. one, two, three, and then the, the nine. The nine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So when is this friendly untournament? So this is Saturday, Sunday? Mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's a Saturday, Sunday event. We're starting early, but not super early. I think it's at, like check-ins at like 10. We're starting at around 11 at noon. Oh, you're starting like that. that late. Wow. That's not yeah, okay. that's not early at all. I think no, the, uh, not at all. I think the forty k champs might be rolling dice at eight, nine at the very latest. Yep. I think the Kings yep. guys are doing it eight, nine yeah, right. too. Yeah, yeah. Sigmar is going to do yep. the same way. We're st- I think we're starting at nine for Sigmar, but yeah, we're not yeah. we're not yeah. messing around. But it sounds like I can swing over and at least check out this um, before my uh, mm-hmm. game ball tournament that I got to play in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll be able to check out all the tables. I'm going to have all the tables pre-set up with static terrain, and all of the tables are going to be thematic. I've really gone out of my way to make some really cool terrain over the decades. Awesome. And you to do, make you, sure that they look the piece. Yeah, you got nice terrain, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, I got. I still got a few that I got to touch up, and and the bonehead me realized that I'm also bringing a tote of Age of Sigmar terrain because I'm playing in the the doubles with you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm bringing like 13 totes. I'm right. gonna figure it out. It's gonna be a total clown car, but okay. yeah, it'll be good. Okay, awesome. But uh, mm-hmm. all right. But yeah, I it's gonna be sweet. Um, the the interesting thing though is that I have run this a few times where I have static terrain set up. It makes it really easy for players because when they walk up to the table, one, they can see what the table layout is. Yep. And number two, I put little cards or tokens with each terrain piece that tells you how to measure to and from it and what um, what abilities it has. Oh, that's super so convenient whether- for players. Exactly. So there is no argument right. at all. You look at it and yep. you're like, yep, that's a ruin. It's breachable. It's scalable. Right. It's light cover. Yeah, and and it takes night. that whole conversation right out of the wow. beginning of the game too, right? It's just it, it, very it clear cut. Yeah. Yeah, it speeds up the game. It gives you guys more yeah. time to roll dice. Right. Like, it's, it's real good. Excellent. I'm going to have to um, slip over and get some pictures of that. <laughs> However, <laughs> I have had people come to me in the past and say that it's cool, but 
Um, and the but is, is that when you walk up to a table and you look at the mission and you go, this terrain sucks for this mission because it's got a big open spot in one area right. or you're divided uh, lengthwise instead of, well, you know, sometimes you can't of, pick where you fight your battles. Sometimes I mean, they just sometimes happen. Right, on a hill. right. <laughs> oh, but you said sometimes. So I'm throwing in a twist into this game. So this is part of the friendly stuff. So I've got three twists that I'm introducing into this. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. So you know that you know who you're playing against, or not necessarily who, but what table you're going to play against. And if you do the math, you can kind of figure out who you might be playing against each round. Because it's it's round robin style if you move up. So what I'm doing is, is I'm randomizing the mission. You guys, we honestly, nobody knows what missions we're playing. I'm literally going to roll two gigantic <laughs> dice. We're going to figure out what mission we're playing together, right? Sure. But here's the twist. Each player, every round, is going to be given two of the open war terrain deployment cards. Okay. And before the game begins, you and your opponent are both going to select one and put it face down and then roll a dice. The person that wins gets to flip over both of them and choose which deployment zones they're going to use for that mission. All right. So most of the missions have static deployment set up, and we'll still use those for determining secondary objectives and how objectives are deployed. But as far as actually setting up your deployment and setting up your army, it is totally on the nose. What you choose is what goes. So you get to help kind of determine half of what the deployment zone will be, and whoever wins the roll-up, chooses which deployment zones will actually be used. So I casted it out a couple of times. It is going to be hilarious and awesome. Great. (laughs) And and that's exactly what you're looking for in this event. Hilarious Mm -hmm. and awesome. Yes. So, and that's, that's just the first twist. Um, The second twist is that I'm going to have uh, some of the actual twists from the open war affecting each of the rounds. Oh, cool. Um, so, So this is where the thematic element comes into play. Um, actually, Jeff, you played with me uh, in an event that did something very similar to this, and I loved it a lot, so I wanted to carry it over. Oh. We went and played over at our friend's house, and oh, we did a yes. doubles event there, and each round, a different twist was implemented for the round. That's and right. And so I'm going to do, do something very similar to that, where the very first round, everybody's, like, super tired, so we're going to play with the one where you're, like, minus one to your charge roll, right. and you're... Because right. it's early. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're hungover. Because right, it's yeah. early. Yeah, it's early and hungover. So it'll either be round one or round four. Now right. I need to decide what yeah, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, the hungover part's way more likely on round four. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's not going to be anything that's going to be super game-breaking. Sure. But it's just going to be that whole just, extra. Just a little there. nudge, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I have one more twist that I don't want to give it away now. All right, it's a surprise then. Yeah. I, yeah, I won't be a big surprise because it is really going to flip some people and it's going to I think it's going to go over super super well and it's going to be awesome okay. when I see everybody's faces right. <laughs> so I'm I'm super excited for that nothing like a little suspense to end the interview right uh-huh yep yep but I'm I'm really really looking forward to this awesome. we're going to have the table set up you're going to have like I think I, I think I'm at all that we have three hour rounds you guys can take your time and play your game, you know, to a degree. Right. Um, we're playing 1,850 points, but on a six-by-four table. Right. Um, I actually just got neoprene objectives printed, so I'm actually going to be bringing those for each of the tables. Oh, cool. So when we drop down, you'll be able to, right where you land on top of them is where the objective is. 
makes it super easy to figure out for scoring and things like that. I'm going to make this event just about as easy to play as it possibly can be and have a ton of fun at the same time. Sounds like a blast, man. Well, I had no desire to play in a 40K tournament. Now I really kind of wish I could play. <laughs> but, but you still wouldn't be playing in a tournament. You'd no, it's an untournament. untournament. Exactly. That's, that is exactly right. My, I, love I will tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. I started the Golden Rhino team tournaments and the Golden Rhino tournaments because I played at the Michigan GT and I had a lot of fun. And I can't tell you how many people turned around and said, I don't play in tournaments because X. And yeah. I said, that's bullshit. Pardon my French. No, no it's fine. <laughs> we, we speak that French. Is, that is not cool because you don't know what you're missing out. Right. So yeah. I made sure that all of my tournaments, my Golden Rhino team tournaments, all those were the gateway into big events. If you can play at the Golden Rhino, you can play at the Michigan GT, you can there play you at go. a Decticon, you can go to the, the LVO. Yeah. Like, and- do this. Have fun. Right. Your mentality is what it's all about. You know, if, yep. if you're convinced that you're going to play that guy and not have a good time, then you're not going not gonna to have a good time. But yeah. if you're just um, going to go and say, hey, I'm getting five games in against people I probably don't know and I'm looking to have fun, mm-hmm. you're going to have fun. That's right. Absolutely. So look forward for uh, group pictures. I want to get some group uh, photos. I want to make sure that I see all those armies on the table. Um, I am going to be doing awards for the favorite opponent for the whole event, the best painted army, and, of course, the top three uh, players, including the best overall for first place. Awesome. And one of my favorite things, too, is, is I'll be throwing in some whammy prizes for the first three rounds. Yeah, no whammies. It's a lot of fun to win. Right. <laughs> it's never fun to lose. So I always want to make sure that everybody walks away with something. Right, Absolutely. Well, cool, Ian. Hey, thanks for jumping on and telling us about your store and your event. Like I said, you're a huge contributor to the event in multiple ways, and we really appreciate it. And it's people like you that makes the GT as awesome as it truly is. So thanks for Mm -hmm. jumping on and talking to us, and we're going to catch you in a couple weeks. Absolutely. And remember, if you haven't already, please start and finish painting your model soon. (laughs) (laughs) It should be done now. If you haven't started yet, you got problems. All right. Thanks, Ian. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Evolution Games is a tabletop gaming store located just off of West Saginaw Highway in Delta Township. We have a huge inventory of board games, card games, miniature games, role-playing games, and all of the accessories you might need, as well as ample game space. Come check us out at 932 Elmwood Road in Lansing, Michigan. All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Here we are going to be joined in this segment by James Hahn. James is the event coordinator for the Malifaux event this year at the GT. James, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing doing good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. You getting awesome. ready for the GT? You excited? Oh yeah, I'm uh, catching up on some painting jobs, so Nice. So, yeah. so what are you running at the GT? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a pretty uh, hardcore Malifaux player. Uh, I'm a volunteer for Weird Games, so uh, I've been organizing events for a few years. Um, something about that's uh, the main distinguisher, I guess, about Malifaux is that it uses a deck of cards instead of dice. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, basically the big difference there is that it uses fixed probability instead of uh, totally random probability. Right. So a certain number of things are going to go very well for you and a certain number of things are not going to work out for you at all. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so kind of plan, 
you know, like strategically random, I guess, kind of. Yeah, exactly. All right. Plan so, for crazy. Plan for crazy. Yeah. So is that what <laughs> you, attracted you to Malifaux to begin with, James? Yeah. Uh, it's also a pretty small uh, crew size. We call them crews in Malifaux. Sure. So uh, a, skir- usually... a skirmish-based game. Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at 7 to 13 models. So oh, that's not bad That's at all. a really uh, great price point for people starting out. And, uh, yeah, they kind of – another thing that's – uh, fairly distinct about it is that it's very much focused on strategy and tactics over uh, straight killing because uh, killing your opponent's models definitely nets you an advantage. Obviously, you can do more things than someone who's tabled, but obviously, uh, yeah. that's not how you score points typically, especially in this season of the uh, schemes and strategies. Okay. So, so it's very objective-based uh, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. All right, very cool. Excellent. So what about the GT event is going to make your Malifaux event stand out for maybe some other events some people could see out there? Yeah. Um, let's see. We just had Gen Con, which is a really big event for Malifaux players. Um, some stuff that's going to be unique to this event is that we're going to have um, – Acrylic strategy markers for that say Michigan GT Malfo tournament on them. Oh, so, that's awesome! So that's gonna yeah, be part of your swag for the players. Yeah, absolutely. So nice. everyone will get uh, five of those, which is how many you need to play Malfo. Um, I think that's kind of the main swag thing. We have uh, some prize support. Some of the new models that just uh, got teased. Very we got cool. three of those boxes. Um, not a super huge turnout this year, but uh, I understand that Malfa has been run at the GT before, and there was kind of a gap for a number of years. That's for sure. We've, uh, we've tried to get it off the ground multiple times. I think it's only fired off actually once prior to this year. So you, oh, wow, okay. you, you may not feel like it's a very good turnout, but I think it's a record Malifaux turnout <laughs> for the Michigan GT. You know, well, yeah, and, and you got to start somewhere, right? You know, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're willing to championship this going forward, you know, you're, you're setting a foundation this year and, yeah. and you're really setting something that you can build you know, going forward. So how many guys did you have, or people, I should say, I know you have a lot of female players too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how many yeah. people did you have playing at Gen Con? At Gen Con, we had uh, 21 players from oh, wow. all over the country. Okay. That, um, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Notably, there are some guys in Texas that are somewhat famous kind of on the Malifaux podcast. Okay. So playing extremely aggressively. Huh. Um, and they did pretty well in our tournament, so well, they definitely showed their stuff. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, so, you know, Gen Con, which is only the largest <laughs> gaming convention in the world, you know, you had you had 21, and at the Michigan GT, mm-hmm. which is a little smaller than Gen Con. I mean, just, 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 just <laughs> under Gen Con. There's like Gen yeah, Con, right. then Michigan GT right underneath it. Like um, yeah. And you got eight. So you're really not, yeah. you know, crazily behind what the biggest – event in the whole world got. So I think you're doing pretty <laughs> all right with eight, you know, especially yeah, for well, your first year running the event. And you're going to take those eight and yeah, you're going to beat down the Texas guys, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Archon 3D Smiths is all about 3D design and printing. We help you make your army character or NPCs fully custom and unique. Want to add an awesome weapon? No problem. Have an idea of a custom chapter or rating force? We can make it happen. We are also a 3D printing shop and can print hard-to-find bits or files you buy online if you don't own a printer. 
We are happy to help anytime. Contact us at archon3dsmiths at gmail.com. Well, welcome back. Here we are uh, with this interview. We're with uh, Blake, who's running the King's Award Tournament. Uh, Blake, how's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Uh, though I do want to correct you, it's actually both me and Mike Carter, who's oh, yeah, Mike Carter. running tournaments All right. from the Dayton area. Very cool. Dayton, Ohio, I assume. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Blake, where are you out of? Uh, I'm in Michigan, up by the Tri-Cities in Midland. Oh, okay. Very cool. So Nice little area up there. Not too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you'll, you'll probably have about an hour drive into the GT. That's not too bad. Yep, yep. Uh, Going to hopefully be there early Friday. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, we're looking forward to having you. Now, I got to say, you don't sound too bad for coming back from Gen Con. Yeah, my throat's a little bit worn <laughs> out, but, uh, you know, we had a great time. Uh, got us really excited for the GT. GT so Perfect. I'm really, really happy. What, what kind of turnout <laughs> did you have at Gen Con? Uh, pretty much sold out. Um, all of our events sold out. Uh, we had a couple people who didn't show up. Okay, um, well, that's always know, the case, right? Always happens. Uh, yeah, but we had full tables the whole uh, weekend. We ran a big game uh, of Kings of War, and it's about 20,000-point armies aside. Oh, wow. Um, to give people who don't play Kings of War an idea, that's about 10 times the size of the armies we'll be using in the, in the Grand Prix. It's okay. nuts, Jeff. All right. They, the, uh, at Adepticon, they I've do seen, it there, I've too, seen it at Adepticon with all nuts. the – all had a bunch of giants yep. running down the table and stuff. Yeah, that was, that was fun. That looked cool. <laughs> so how many players is that, Blake? Um, we do about 12 for that, six aside. Okay. Uh, when we do the big game. Right. Um, and uh, – Everybody played it this time, finished in about four and a half hours. Oh, so you can great. do a game that big and finish it in about four and a half hours. That's impressive, actually, because usually something that's, of that size normally takes forever. Yeah, that's the beauty of Kings of War. You know, it takes 15 minutes, and I can teach you all the rules you need to know. Fantastic. And then it'll take you a while to get all the tactics and of everything course. else. Yeah. But you can play that game and get it done. We can play huge games and get them done within a reasonable amount of time. Oh, okay. Very cool. So and, um, now the Grand Prix, you know, that's a two-day event. That's a big event at the GT. It's one of our, you know, flagship events being a, being a multi-day. So how mm-hmm. many rounds are you going to be playing in the Grand Prix? Uh, there, there'll be five games, uh, three on Saturday. Um, start, uh, you know, takes off at 9 o'clock, registration about 8.30. Um, but uh, three games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. We're aiming with our scheduled wrap-up awards about 4.10, Beautiful. Um, so those who have to drive home can do so. Right. And those of us who have to pack up can do so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the e- other part even of it. more important. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so how many hours are you allotting per round? Um, all the games are, are slated for two and a half hours. Um, we actually use clocks in Kings of War, and each player is going to get uh, 65 minutes, but we, we slotted two and a half hours just sure. to make them all even, so okay. they start on an you know, even hour. Right. Um, that gives us a little bit of leeway as well as you know the organizers where we can make sure we have time to get all the results in and stuff like that. Fantastic. So I know yeah. the answer to this, but Blake, what's Kings of War? Kings of War is a mass uh, fantasy game uh, where you can play um, real big armies um, in ranks and flanks. Um, and uh, as I said before, it's very simple and clean, but incredibly well balanced. Um, and right now it's, uh, you know, one of the bigger, um, and if not the only rank and flank fantasy game that's out there right now. Well, so it's got competition coming. 
So it's kind of a mm-hmm. similar to the old Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Yeah, as far um, as the rank and flank part is concerned, I'm sure all the law rules are uh, very different, but sort yeah, it, of, maybe the, the look of it on the table. wrote the original rules. Um, there's a rules committee okay. uh, that works with Mantic, who is who have generated up to a third edition that is out now. All right. Uh, matter of fact, the third edition came out just before kind of COVID hit. Okay. So we're finally getting to really take it out and and give it a ride, know, stride it out yeah, on sure. a on a tournament leg, so to speak. Right. Um, and this, but is the committee is a group hard. of players who works with Mantic, um, uh, with uh, the that team to go ahead and make sure that the rules are balanced. Um, unlike other games, uh, Kings of War is updated completely at one time. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, we have our tournament here in October and in November, the new clash of Kings is coming out, which is the balancing that they do for everybody. All right. Um, uh, that way nobody has an advantage. Nobody has, you know, superpowers, right, right. uh, things, uh, our master's tournament that we just had, uh, which is basically a, a carry on from the old, uh, fantasy masters. Um, one of the armies that is not considered a power, quote unquote, power army won uh, the herd, which is the beastmen, basically uh, won the tournament with Keith Conroy. Oh, um, very cool. So very balanced game where even some of those armies can actually win. Okay. And it is one of those games where if you had a Warhammer Fantasy Battles army, right, the, it ports over to Kings of War. Sure. As long as you can fit it on your square movement trays, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. We have, uh, there's technically, I think, 23 factions right now. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, that you can choose from, okay. and uh, a large chunk of them are basically old Warhammer Fantasy armies. Sure. That you can bring out and play. Okay. Um, you know, Kings of War is an uh, incredible game, and obviously me and several people who know the people at Manic hope that everybody likes the figures and buys semantics. Yeah. Uh, like the new halflings are incredible. Yeah. I've been um, seeing a lot of those online. <laughs> They've been cracking me up. Yeah. That, that's um, their but, newest release, right? The halfling army. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. But the salamanders that were just before it were also uh, really good. Okay. Um, and uh, obviously, you know, it's a game that's a whole lot of fun to play. Sure. So. Well, very cool. So, you know, being up in Midland, do you have a decent sized Kings of War crowd up in your neck of the woods? Um, p- pretty, pretty good for as, as few people are up here. Okay. Um, I can't remember the, you know, unfortunately because of COVID, we haven't had too many in store events. Um, and with my work schedule the last year, you know, the, the gaming rooms have only been open for about two months. Okay. So we really haven't gotten back to playing sure. uh, full time. But I think our last event we had 12 people at, yeah. uh, oh, I believe. That's yeah, it was twice pretty good size. And where, where was for that? For a town of Midland size, that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. That was the last tournament we had at Evolution Games, right? Uh, no, actually, we didn't. We have more at that one. Um, that's that's the one down in Lansing. I was talking about events up here in, in oh, Midland. Oh yeah, area. yeah, yeah, yeah. we had about twelve showed up for uh, a primer practice day. Oh, yep. For I, for the Lansing tournament. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Yeah, the big yeah. thing about Kings of War is we're. The group is spread over all the state. Sure. And so, like, Midland and Mount Pleasant have the 12 to 15 players. Lansing area's got 8 to 10 players. Uh, Battle Creek has 5 or 6 players. Right. And then there's some down I just met some more from yeah. Grand Rapids at Gen Con. Oh, yep. that cool. I didn't even know about, and a whole family and some other friends of theirs that play. And that's the perfect reason so. to go to events like Gen Con. Yeah. You never yep. know who you're going to meet, you know, and make oh, connections yeah. and that kind of thing. That's the best thing For about sure. gaming For tournaments sure. is, the, is the people you meet. So, 
the one nice thing also about our community is is the Kings War group uh, tends to be pretty good. We do have a master's program, so our Midwest team has members that are coming up to the tournament from Dayton, from Indianapolis. Um, we have some from Minnesota. Um, so we have people kind of coming in from everywhere they can to come in here um, to, to play because they all know, oh, John's coming, so I have to come in. Or, okay. uh, you know, Alden's or coming. Or going to be there. So, and, yeah. and you're talking about to, there, yeah. to the GT, is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yep, yep. Oh, very yep. cool. So we have, we have some really good players who are coming. Great. And, uh, you know, that, that tries to – tends to draw the other other players out as well. It's funny how that works, right? Yep. It is. Yeah, for sure. So the, so Kings of War is pretty set up when you run a tournament with Kings of War. It's very set as far as the missions that you do and how the scenery and everything's set up. But you're doing something different and unique because you love race cars, right? Yeah. You know, basically three things that I fell in love with from the, from the UK were Wargaming, uh, which is probably number one, Iron Maiden, Number two, <laughs> Iron Maiden, and okay. Formula One. All right. So I yeah. love racing, and I love Iron Maiden, and I didn't think I could make an Iron Maiden theme <laughs> uh, not right. work well, and not without getting sued. Right. But uh, so we did a racing theme. Okay. Cool. So um, we every every army that plays is going to have a special chariot, and the chariot has a base set of rules that everybody gets, including a lightning bolt spell. Um, It's basically supposed to be either a magical or strange contraption that you've harnessed into energy that you've, that you're going to use for racing. All right. Um, And then we also allow the players to actually trick out their ride. So there are options that they can choose like a speed racer, which makes it, you know, faster Uh Um, or a demolition dirty, Derby where it's going to actually get more attacked or something. and hit harder. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Then there's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang where it can fly. <laughs> and there's even Ensorcelled Chrome. So instead of Lightning Bolt 3, you're going to jump all the way up to Lightning Bolt 6. Okay. Uh, and then you actually get other spells. Um, so well, that's a fun basically, twist. Yeah. So it, it, it's basically going to be fun. Uh, there'll be bonus points based in some of the scenarios on what you do with your chariot or uh-huh. what uh, special things that you can accomplish with your chariot. So are, um, are you providing the chariots or do people have to bring their own? Nope. Nope. That's uh, actually one of our other prizes that we're, we're doing. Like cool. Um, chariot. To, exactly. Bring, bring everybody brings their own chariot and then convert it all up. And then Most we're going to have a prize. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, like Jeff and some of the other guys have already kind of shared some of their pictures. Oh, uh, very cool. Coming up. So it's going to awesome. be great. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I want all those pictures to get up on the Facebook page because that sounds like something worth worth people. Oh yeah, coming I'll to look grab at. them off some of the other Facebook yeah, groups. Definitely, definitely them, do so. It is fun to see them. All right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, Blake. Very, very cool idea. Yeah. Well, it's uh, like I said, one of my three loves, and right. and uh, this is something a little be a bit different. What's than the Iron all Maiden the other mascot called? That undead dude. Eddie. Eddie. Okay. Eddie Dad. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and if you've seen any of my graphics, um, yep. it is a undead present, huh? Chariot driver. He's an actual biker, oh. uh, an undead biker, awesome. but it's pretty close. <laughs> Wait, what are you playing? Huh? What army are you what playing? Am- well, I'm I'm just the ringer, so I only get to play if there's an odd number. Okay, um, what did you bring? Because I've uh, never seen you play undead. Oh no no no! I have abyssal dwarves for that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hate your abyssal dwarves. <laughs> yes, they're they're, they're kind of so. How, how long were you over in the UK? <laughs> um, 
Well, no, it, it was just the influence, actually. Oh, just, just the influence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been buying miniatures for a very long time, yeah. not to date ourselves, but yeah. um, I'm probably you know, there was with a, you. Well, you yeah. you started with some Games Workshop stuff, like first edition, wasn't it? I well, I even started before. Um, the first miniatures I bought were from companies that don't exist anymore. Sure. Uh, and Citadel. Um, but that was, you know, 79 through about 85. Okay. Finally got people to play with me starting off at about 86. All right. Um, and I've been playing ever since. Oh, very cool. So playing more games. And I've played, you know, a bunch of things, including historicals and, um, you know, worked for a, a company that makes this stuff. Um, which is how I know the, the guys at, at Mantic because Ronnie, who owns, owns Mantic and, and runs Mantic, um, and I worked together for a while. Oh, cool. Always nice yep. to have some interesting connections like that, huh? Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm really thrilled because uh, Mantic's coming up to the GT. Yes, they are. Um, they're they're going to be on site. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, there's a bunch of us that are stoked about well, that. <laughs> how can you not be stoked about that? I mean, that's pretty awesome that – you know, the company whose whose game you play their games, they're going to yeah. actually have an actual presence at the GT. Yep. You know, yeah. that's, well, and that's that, pretty cool. That's the, the, the you know, the best thing. Um, you know, at, at Gen Con, we had some people who had never seen it before. Right. Um, it's the same thing at the GT. Um, unfortunately, we've kind of had a break. But uh, the last time we ran the GT, we only did a one-day event. Um, as Rick knows, we kind of put it together at the last minute. Yeah. Um, we still had, I think, was it 12 or 13 players? I think we had that 14. One? 14? Okay, 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just really thrown together at the very last minute. Right. Um, and I lost and all we had a ton, ton of people asking us, what is this? You know, yeah, absolutely. where can we buy it? And unfortunately, right. there was nobody who could, you know, sell it yeah, to them right Yeah, there. right. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now they'll actually be able to buy it right then and there, right? Because they can just walk yep. right over to the booth yep. and snag whatever they want. And then they're off and running. So uh, one other question for you. What kind of swag you got going on for Kings of War? Um, well, each player is actually going to get some things that uh, um, the GT is providing, which are the um, uh, angle counters that you put on the edge and corner of a unit yep. um, to show the, the line of sight on right. what they can charge. Um, we're actually having special ones made for each player that they can Sweet. put on the, on the corner of two units at once. Um, uh, and they're actually somewhat smaller than some other, uh, counters so that you can find a, get them in there when everything is tight. Um, cause a lot of, a lot of times now in Kings of War, things kind of get oh, all super when you start tight. stacking everybody right, and right. getting in there real fighting hard. Um, sure. you they, get kind of close. Then you can't so. squeeze your template in there, huh? Exactly. Okay. So these are, these are sized correctly and going to be able to give, uh, each player a couple so that we can use right. them for two units. Yeah. And I've so seen, I'm really I've excited about the, that. I've seen the, uh, the sample cut of that, and it's a sharp looking template. Your guys are going to be happy. Oh, good. I'm I'm jealous because I haven't seen it, but <laughs> um, I I uh, was really thrilled when he kind of showed me the final art yep. for it. So yeah. I, I can't wait. Eric's a really good designer, so yeah, you, mm -hmm. you won't be you won't be disappointed. I promise. Yeah, I I hope I gave him some good stuff to start with. You but, did. Uh, yeah. You what did. he sent me looked really sharp, yep. so I can't wait. Yeah, he's on it. Yeah, and and Brian helped me do that part. Very cool. Uh, so. But, uh, and then on top of that, we have, uh, the basic trophies the GT is providing. Um, we also tend to do a very special sportsman award. Um, one of our community members, uh, Jesse, um, 
kind of became a legend uh, for all of us. Jesus. Yep. And uh, uh, anyway, we we are are proud and happy to name our sportsmanship award after him. Um, my son and him got to play several games, and uh, my my son and and Jesse both would make you laugh when they talked about those games that they played. Cool. So, um, but uh, we also tend to do a player's choice award, which is a little bit different. Um, and then also counter charge, which is, uh, another podcast. It's one of the Kings of War podcasts. Right. Um, they, they present an award that quite frankly might be the hardest one to win, which is the person that comes in dead middle of the target. Dead middle? Dead middle. <laughs> it is literally, you have to be dead middle to get the so, counter charge award. Middle. All right. Well, yeah. So okay. I, I've been lucky enough to win it once. At a tournament, All right. but uh, you can't really gain this one. You can't really no, uh, you can't game win dead metal or lose them. No, you that's just, for you sure. Just, you know, uh, get there. But but counter charge award is something that's uh, uh, pretty cool. Uh, it's a a big podcast that we kind of support uh, personally as well as as a community. Now, are they um, are they going to be present at the event? Yes, they uh, are. They're supposed to be. Yes. Oh, very uh, cool. Rob's going to be heading up, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, Where are they out? But, of? Do you uh, know? Uh, he's coming from a ways away. It's Tennessee for him. Oh, okay. So. That's not insane. But, he's but from Tennessee, enough. but yeah. his family is from, um, oh, that's, south yeah. away. Yeah. Like, oh, so it's like almost yeah. coming home to yeah. visit. It's like a vacation for yeah, him. Yeah, that's, what, that's why we've, had, we've been lucky enough to have him at a lot of our local tournaments. Okay. Because Come up he see comes the parents up to see his family and comes to play some right. <laughs> Cool. Well, that's yep. convenient. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the the thing we do little fun words, you know, wooden spoon for last place, that type of thing. But well, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Blake. So you have eight slots open for your event. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a Kings of war player out there, if I'm a Kings of war player and I got nothing going on that weekend, why should I come to Lansing to play in, in your event? Um, well, we're going to have a great tournament. Um, it's going to be a ton of fun with some really great players. Um, we have both strong players as well as just fun players. Um, this is a U.S. Masters qualifier event. Oh, very cool. Uh, so you can score points towards Masters qualification. Um, and um, while it's just going to be a ton of fun with 2300-point Army, for this one you get a chariot because Blake likes racing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Well, hey, it sounds like you guys are going to have a really good time. And I'm looking forward to meeting you and seeing how your event goes. And I'll be keeping an eye on it for sure, as I'm the one running the Age of Sigmar event. So we kind of got a little bit of a genre <laughs> crossover, right? You know? Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm really interested to see what you got going on. So, hey, thanks cool. for jumping on with us. We're going to let you go so that we can wrap awesome. the show up. And we really appreciate your time. Thanks we'll, again, Blake. Great. We'll see you in a couple Thank weeks. Thank you much, guys. All right. Thanks. Okay. Mm, bye-bye. Gaddis Gaming is a Michigan-based company founded in 2014 by gamers for gamers. Gaddis Gaming's debut product, the Table Topper, takes any surface and turns it into a regulation-sized gaming table. Gaddis Gaming also carries a line of historical miniatures that feature women and people of color, expanding on the historical miniature ranges commonly offered. To complement our collection of miniatures, we have the Gaddis Universal Assembly of Rules Data System, aka Guards. This flexible rule system allows you to fight battles in World War I, World War II, Near Future, or even Sci-Fi. Gaddis Gaming also offers starter sets for World War I in the form of Shattered Crown and World War II in the form of Empire's Fall. 
These intro-level games and rule sets allow easy access for new gamers and great fun for experienced grognards alike. Everyone is welcome at our table. Become a Gaddis Gamer today! All right, Jeff, what time is it? It's hobby time! <laughs> but kind of short. Yeah, we've been, very short. I mean, we got a ton of stuff done for the GT. Oh, absolutely. Just uh, nothing personal. Yeah. Which kind of goes along with, like, last episode, really. You know, yeah. it's been a while since I've really gotten a chance to work on any of my own stuff. Um, but but yeah, that's okay. I do see some of your own stuff oh, out here. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Left over from my gaming last week. Yeah. 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 Um, so anything else at all? I mean, no, just oh well. I'm you know I'm printing, still printing trophies like crazy. Well, yeah, yeah I'm sure you guys can hear it in the background if you listen really hard. You can hear the printers <laughs> you can rolling, hear it. right? Um, I starting to assemble the trophies now too, yep. not just print them, uh, getting them all put together. Uh, I got like five put together tonight <laughs> while we were working on this, and yep. that leaves only like a hundred and four to go. Only, yeah. <laughs> then we got to paint them and then we got to put the nameplates on yep. them and you know, lots of stuff going on. Um, I did, uh, catch up on, uh, angels of death though. Did you? On Warhammer plus. What'd you think of it? Uh, I'm getting more and more into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it kind of made it so obviously just fresh into 40 K and all that stuff. Right. Playing the sisters, but yep. man, is that show making me want to play some Marines? Right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty impressive. No, I mean, I, Gosh darn that! That first episode, it just was kind of lacking in plot, you know. But it, they kicked it up, and they really didn't even do any real character development in that no. first one either. No. It was just kind of like, what the hell's going on here? It was just kind of all over the place. Is it black and white with a splash of red? In right, it? you know. And then uh, these last couple episodes, you know, things are starting Start to kind of the story. Yeah, and- a little bit. Uh, uh, you know the little spoiler with Mephisto. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't watched this yet, you might want to turn down your your audio so that we don't spoil anything for you. Spoiler alert! Yeah, the, the Mephisto part. Oh man, was very cool. Um, the you know the Gene Stealer cult infiltrating the ship. Yes, that's very cool. And the Tech Marine, the <laughs> Tech Marine, show, oh man, showing up to whip some ass. You know that was kind of cool too. Um, you know, I'm interested to also see what happened to uh, the captain on the planet. Yeah. You know, kind of what's the mystery? You know, they, they find, keep the, leading they, it up they find the power fist like, on the ground. Yep. You're know, like, where's he at? You know, they're trying to track him down and figure it out. So that's that's pretty cool, too. Uh, interested to see, you know, how far this goes. You know, is this yeah. going to be, is this a, a one-season story? You know, or is this yeah, a multi-season what, thing? Yeah, because there's a, like, they're kind of going a couple different directions with it. Exactly. But... As you get in, so their fourth, fifth episode dropped today. Oh, it did! Dang it! Yeah, right, yeah. I started watching it, right, and was like, I don't have enough time to finish this. I'm putting this okay. away so All I right. can watch. Well, the next whole episode, thing. let's talk about. It. <laughs> All right, sounds right, good. Because I want to, yeah. So where I left, I left off at episode four. Yep. Finished that up where, you know, the chaplain just got. Smackdown. Oh, man. So um, we, we don't know if he's alive or dead. You nope. know, it wouldn't shock me if he's alive, uh, but just messed up. Yeah. Um. So I did, I had a small personal project. Oh, so what, are you, what are you working on? Some scenery for oh. my own table. Oh, cool. Um, so last time, when we, a couple weeks ago when we were recording, right. I actually took a couple snapshots of yours. Oh. And um, 
I have some different ruins that I'm doing it on, right. but I'm trying to use your same color scheme. With the with the greens? Yeah, with okay. the greens and that purple on the vines right. and stuff. I, just, I, I love the way it looks. Well, so I'm like, All right. you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I appreciate it. Well, what kind of success are you having? Uh, it doesn't look that good yet. Okay. <laughs> but it's a first try, and I'm trying some different things. I, I brought out my airbrush. Right. Like well, yeah, I have a... Well, the vines aren't airbrushed, but everything the sure. green is 100% airbrushed. Yeah, and so I haven't used my airbrush on scenery yet. Okay. So the, it kind of learning that whole yeah, yeah. process. Yeah, it's it, sometimes less is more, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. with terrain especially, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I my technique that I used on, on the pieces that you're talking about, so I started with a dark green, yep. uh, base coated the whole thing, and then I did kind of uh, – Bursts with bursts light, of a lighter green, lighter green, yeah, and uh, with two different lighter green shades. Okay, right. so I get started dark green, then went to like a medium green, bursts all over the place, and then to a light green with smaller bursts, smaller bursts, yeah. And then that's kind of how I got the the pattern I got to make it kind of look like I have variant colored bricks in yeah. there, right? You know, yeah. when by no means. Did I take a lot of time on each brick or anything like that? <laughs> well, sure. It's just controlled bursts with the airbrush. Yeah, and and that was kind of the the big thing for me too is like seeing your scenery and really wanting to try up, that for myself. Up up your scenery game. Uh, up the scenery game, uh, but also try and teach myself some new new techniques sure. using the airbrush on that. Sure. Because um, the airbrush, I, I've only had an airbrush for about a year. Oh, okay. Um, so you're just kind of getting so into it. For the most time, it's. Uh, I'm priming. <laughs> I'm using that to prime. Oh, it's so a great. It my basement. It's a great priming tool because I love the, the coat that you get when you're priming. You, with it. Yeah, you do get a fabulous coat. Uh, you also don't have to worry about humidity levels outside. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which, when you rattle can, humidity in Michigan <laughs> is a big factor. But my, I got it. My life wife loves the color of our deck. Is it like <laughs> multicolor rattle it can? It is so multicolor. Oh, that's funny. And then my son, of course, got into the whole uh, canvas painting with spray paint. Oh, cool. So at least now the deck colors like, are like, not all my like fault. Like they do in the street art? That kind yeah. of stuff? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so he does the, um, like he lays down a color and then he'll put a bowl in the middle of it. Right. And, and then it's kind of uh, tap spray yep, at it yep. to make these stars. Yeah. And he grabbed a, uh, a plastic bag, a Myers uh-huh. plastic bag. Yep. And put it on the paint and kind of smeared it around. Yeah. We've got... I think twelve now of these small canvas pictures okay. going in our hallway. Oh, that's cool. And he's kind of painting them almost like it's a moon rising. Oh, that's this neat. It's completely cool. Yeah, um, you know, I, I see those um, on Facebook and stuff once in a while. Yeah, and I can't help but watch the whole thing. There, you know, they, I'm just mesmerized by it. Like, <laughs> like, how the hell do you get that finished product in all these steps? Because I, I cannot envision it. Yeah, what I what I love is the ones where they show a finished product, right? And then they they do a different project, but it's in the same style. Sure, and you, it, you get sucked in, and it's like that doesn't work, right? No, exactly. <laughs> what? Well, and you know, people like they'll like look at my managers. Oh, you're such a good painter. And it's like, well, yeah, but I'm just kind of like painting by numbers, almost <laughs> like, like color, coloring in the lines. You know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like a coloring book. You know, yeah. you know, you have like this. It's a 3D coloring book. Right, you're just... That we could have fun with. Yeah, you with. just got to paint, paint in the lines and you're okay. You know, but I I have zero artistic I, skill to just nope. make something out of nothing. It's like, right like up there a, with drawing. Like a I blank can, canvas, forget yeah. it. 
It's just like drawing. I could, I'd screw up a stick figure. Right. Yeah. Me too. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, it's good to hear that your your son got some talent, not yes. from your genes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Must be from the wife. Gotta be. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, uh, so that's it for hobby. Uh, but so the rest of our episode, we've got. Interview after interview right. after interview, Well, right? at this point, I hope you really enjoy the interviews because this is going to be after that, you know, a little oh, bit yeah, uh, behind sure. the curtain, you know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we had some really that's good That's why you're the actually. editor, I'm not. Well, that's true. <laughs> but we had a lot of great interviews Yes, tonight. we did. You know, I, I want to throw a thanks to uh, Michelle, of course. Yep. Ian, Blake, and, and James. James, yeah. Yep. Thank you all very much for coming on and talking about you know, the, the part of the GT that you guys are volunteering for, we really appreciate your time. All your efforts have not gone unnoticed, and we, we thank you all very much. And to all you listeners out there, this will be the last time you hear our beautiful voices before, before the, the GT. GT. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you. And when you're heading home, make sure you check your phones for the download of Episode 4, which <laughs> will keep you entertained as you yeah. head home. So thanks a lot, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a good night.